0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Let Me Tell You a Story. Babe. Yeah. Here we are. We made it to another episode. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling? Made it. Uh, did you take aspirin?
0: No, I forgot.
1: Could you go take some, please?
0: <clears throat> no, I'll be right. I'm drinking.
1: Okay. Oh, help. <laughs> That's the same as aspirin. <laughs> How you doing, babe?
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) Are you nervous or something? Yeah. Why?
0: You're going to shout at me.
1: Why would I shout at you? I never shout at you. (laughs) Ever. I
0: never, ever shout at you.
1: Uh, Babe just had his first bowl of honeycomb ever in his whole life. Nothing like not being from America than never having ever tasted honeycomb. Even though I'm not from America, but I lived here as a kid. You lived here as an adult, so I guess it makes sense, but it's kind of bizarre that you've never had a bowl of really shitty, sugary cereal like Honeycomb.
0: <laughs> That's good.
1: <laughs> it's basically trash, but it is delicious.
0: Yeah. No one wants yellow milk, though.
1: Yeah, I know. The yellow milk is a thing.
0: It's like pea milk.
1: <laughs> it's not like pea. It's like milky pea, though.
0: <laughs> mm. It's like creamy pea. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> All right. Today's story, not too much mystery. It's pretty straightforward. So I won't have you sitting there guessing a lot. But it is a wild story, and I'm really excited to tell you about it. You ready? Yeah. All right, babe. Let me tell you a story about a father, a husband, and a nanny whose only connection to one another would change all of their lives forever.
0: Three different people. Uh Uh-huh. Husband, a father, and a nanny. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: There's a couple more people in the story, too. But those are the main ones. All right. On the morning of February 16th, 2009, police dispatch in San Angelo, Texas, received quite the call. A woman had been driving down Irving Street or was in the neighborhood called Irving. Um, There were discrepancies between articles. Some I saw Irving Street. Some I saw driving through Irving. Anyways, Irving is a part of this narrative, okay? Okay. Okay basically a local neighborhood when a man suddenly came running out of one of the homes that the woman just happened to be driving past at the time. She was with a friend in her car and talk about timing, they were both immediately drawn to the man running, running out of the house and onto the front lawn of the house because he was frantic with some reports saying that he was even screaming and then just like that he collapsed. Not knowing what the hell was going on, the woman stopped the car and ran to the man's aid, rightfully assuming that he must be like in major distress. Approaching him, they quickly realized that his collapse was due to him fully losing all consciousness. He was out for the count right there in the front lawn of the home that he'd just run from. One of the women then tried CPR while they waited for help to arrive, but nothing was bringing the man back. He was finally rushed to nearby Shannon Medical Center once paramedics got on the scene, but the helpless man didn't even make it out of the ER before he was officially pronounced dead. Authorities were quickly able to identify the man, I'm assuming by taking a deeper look at the scene of the incident. I mean, he ran from a house, right? Right. So you would look at the house first. And it didn't take long for them to confirm that the recently deceased man was 60-year-old Bud Phillips, and the home that he ran from was his own. Initially thinking that he must have suffered some sort of tragic cardiac event, they made those awful calls to Bud's family and loved ones, including his children, to inform them of their father's sudden death. And to say the news came as a shock would be an understatement because the, the first to arrive at the hospital was Bud's son, Michael. And he immediately and publicly doubted the likelihood of his father's death being the result of a heart attack. And by doubted, I mean he was like, uh, yeah, okay, hell no, please just do an autopsy. You getting hot?
0: No, I got my T-shirt on the wrong way around.
1: Oh, yeah, I see that. And inside out. Yeah, I see that, too. You going to fix it? Yeah. For the audience? <laughs>
0: for my own mental well-being. Mm-hmm. I'm not six. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Remember for the longest time, Harrison would just put his clothes on backwards and we would just like, let him live his life that way? Yeah. Um, Have you ever had to perform CPR on anybody, or have you ever been in a situation where someone's just like collapsed right in front of you? I've
0: definitely been in situations where people have collapsed. Never performed CPR. Mm -hmm.
1: Did you ever get trained in CPR? No. I did. It's a fun class, actually. You do it on dummies. I don't like it. No, but it's really important. I don't like
0: the dummies that are creepy.
1: They are creepy. And germy. Yeah, well, this was pre-COVID, obviously, and I'm sure that they're hella extra careful than they already were. But it was great because not only was I certified in CPR, but I was also certified in the Heimlich for babies and kids. And I coached gymnastics, and it was really important that like I could be able to do that. I've never had to do CPR on anybody.
0: I don't like I don't like accidentally brushing past a stranger, let alone like Having to breathe into the mouth. You know I don't like mouth breathing. Yeah, I know. In general. Mm-hmm. So I just could, I don't think I could do it.
1: You could save a life.
0: It's tough. I reckon I could hind lick someone. That's easy. You don't have to like
1: be face to face. You to have face. to be
0: trained to do that. I could give, just give it a try.
1: No. <laughs> That's not how it works. Just give him a
0: good Yank.
1: Anyways,
0: <laughs>
1: all right, so let's talk about Bud, okay, who was born James Thomas Phillips in San Angelo, Texas in 1948. He didn't make the best decisions as a young and getting caught up in drugs from a young age, but not necessarily using. Bud was dealing. I mean, he could have been using too, but the only mention in my sources was of him dealing. And then I wondered, maybe that's how he got his nickname, you know? Bud. Oh, Get it, it was weed? No, I think it was meth. (laughs) Then no. (laughs) But I was like, that would be kind of cute, you know? (laughs)
0: He's an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah. Anyway, he would go on to cause quite the stir around town, becoming very popular, but unfortunately not in a good way. But it was popular with the police. Oh,
0: I thought with, like, meth addicts.
1: No, I'm sure he's popular with (laughs) meth addicts too. Um, And the police knew the young drug dealing criminal very well, especially as he got more and more involved in the business of drug dealing before he was just full on part of the illegal drug trade. And by then, he was definitely pretty high up on law enforcement's radar. Now, obviously, being in Texas, which has consistently ranked among the top states in terms of illegal drug trafficking, it makes it a whole lot easier to get involved in the drug trade because Mexico is right there. And Mexican cartels are the biggest drivers of drug smuggling in the U.S., which most of us know or probably could have assumed. But before anybody tries to go get all racist out there, in 2016, according to the DEA, 70% of drug traffickers caught in the U.S. were U.S. citizens and almost half had little to no prior criminal history. And I say all this to say that these are normal-ass American people who also just happen to work in the drug trade. And there are crazy amounts of busts all the time that we don't hear about. You know, we hear about the big ones. But there is so much illegal drug trafficking, just to be fair to to Texas. There are tons of drug trafficking rings all around the country and a hell of a lot of drug smuggling going on right here in California, too. Just a couple of months ago, the Los Angeles DEA announced that their biggest... They had made their biggest meth bust ever when they seized over 3,500 pounds. Do you remember that?
0: No. Let me guess where it was. It was in Long Beach.
1: I don't know. (laughs) Sorry. I just wanted to see what you would say before I gave you the bad news. (laughs) No, it didn't. In the article I read, the DA article just said SoCal, a house in SoCal. I wonder if they did that on purpose. Because It was from the DEA, you'd think that they would say the SoCal, yeah, but it was in it was in LA, the Los Angeles DEA busted them, so I don't think it'd be Long Beach, right? Or is Long Beach in LA County?
0: Long Beach is in LA it County. Is? I just said that because of the port, you know, mm-hmm, not because mm-hmm. of the type of people that live in Long Beach,
1: yeah. I mean, the port's huge, um. Now, if you don't know your cart- your cartels, I'll tell you a little bit about them because this drug bust that happened. I'm about to go on a little bit of a tangent here because then I got you know I caught caught up in a rabbit hole of like drugs and it's just so interesting. Um, the this drug bust that happened a couple months ago was directly linked to the Sinaloa cartel, which. If you haven't watched Narcos Mexico or you're not up on your cartel knowledge, I'm going to school you here a little bit. They're big time in the world of drug cartels. As of 2021, they remained the most prominent cartel in Mexico. And they're also believed to be the most active cartel in terms of smuggling illicit drugs into the United States. If you hadn't heard of the Sinaloa cartel, then you've likely at least heard of El Chapo, who used to head the cartel before he was arrested. And fun fact, the current leader was indicted in 2003 by the FBI after being indicted years before by Mexican authorities, but he's evaded capture to this day, he's and he's 74. He's still chilling. What's his nickname? El Mayo. What does that mean? It says the nickname of Mr. Guzman's likely successor, meaning El Chapo's successor, Ishmael Zambada, is less foreboding. Almayo, likely based on his first name, Ishmael. Okay. Maybe it's just like a cute nickname, like how people call me Nady. <laughs> i hate that you know what i mean i hate that you hate nady yeah that's my been my nickname since i was uh, a child I hate it. you don't have to call me it
0: i don't i don't even like your regular name fuck off <laughs>
1: that is so rude you don't like my name Do you like your name yes
0: mm, that's not I mean, what it's you not said great that's not what you said the other day it's not
1: great but i don't like hate it <laughs> i like Sinead um o'connor I respect the name. I don't love it, but you hate my name.
0: I didn't say that. I said you, I hate Nadie. Absolutely
1: despise my name. I
0: said I hate Nadie. That's a terrible name. And I don't really like Sinead. It's not a good name.
1: Whatever nils. Yeah, so I hate. That, I hate, that's hate my not own name. Much better.
0: It's way worse. Wow, that's
1: so rude. <laughs> anyway. Uh, let's get back to Bud Phillips, who unfortunately chose the life of drug smuggling himself.
0: Bud Phillips is a great name.
1: Yeah. James Thomas Phillips. Bud Phillips is definitely more snappy.
0: I think I'm going to change my name to Bud. D-
1: don't you effing I'm F-ing wearing Yeah, you look like a Bud. If your name is Bud, I'm sorry. No offense to anyone named Bud out there, but <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> no offense.
0: It's a good name.
1: Bud Phillips. Bud You're, Phillips. You have Trump 2024 signs like in your like front I feel Bud Phillips lawn.
0: could be anyone's neighbor, you know?
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sure he could be anyone's neighbor, but he's likely living on a ranch in Texas. <laughs> and he's already preparing for the 24 election. And, and
0: the apocalypse.
1: And the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. That's right.
0: It's a good person to know.
1: Yeah. Now, Bud's life of drug smuggling continued well into his adulthood before he was finally brought down at the age of 43 when a bust landed him a 20 year prison sentence. Now, when I tell you that I searched and searched and searched everywhere for details of his arrest, couldn't find a damn thing anywhere. And I literally spent like half the day yesterday just trying so hard to find something. Hmm. I know. Um, however, Bud Phillips was released after serving 14 years of that sentence, just about three years before his sudden death. And though I couldn't find much in his drug smuggling activities, I did actually come across a news article stating that a James Thomas Phillips of San Angelo was being held on drug charges in 2008. That same year, Phillips had been driving a car that later struck and killed another man, though according to the article, that was still being investigated. The drug charges were just separate to the car accident, and he was booked for being in possession of a controlled substance. Now, I obviously don't know if this is the same man, but in the article, James Thomas Phillips is 59, which lines up with our James Thomas Phillips, who was 60 when he died the following year in 2009. So if it is the same man, then obviously that 14-year prison sentence didn't do much. But again, not sure. But it would be a crazy coincidence if it, coincidence if it was not the same man, you know?
0: Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty good bit. It's
1: a pretty good bit. You
0: know when anyone says drug bust, it makes me think of Police Squad or Naked Gun. You ever watched any of those?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I have not.
0: <laughs> it's like an old comedy. And then... Anytime there is a drug bust in the show, it's like a police comedy. It's always like a woman with huge knockers. And then the police come in and she's like, Is this some kind of bust? And they're like, very impressive. And then they like run off to the criminals. I don't get it. She's like, Is this some kind of bust? Right? So you think, Oh, it's a drug bust. But she's talking about her bust. Oh. Yeah. It's good when you watch it. I was
1: <laughs> say, wait, so there's not really not that high level of a
0: joke for <laughs> you to be confused. <laughs> well, that's what it. I was saying,
1: so there's no drugs?
0: It doesn't matter. It's just a quick comedy.
1: So then what are the police doing there? Just, co- they it doesn't, just
0: It's whatever. It's a recurring joke. Like whenever they break into any room, there's normally a woman with giant boobs there. And she's like, is that some kind of bust? And they're like, very impressive.
1: Mm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Oh, wow. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's like one of those jokes where it's like you kind of had to be there.
0: It's like the Pink Panther. It's like the inept detective. Yeah, that style.
1: I still don't really know if it's about drugs, though.
0: It's not relevant. <laughs> it's like a quick joke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm really hung up on that. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Oh. So all this to say, basically, if Bud Phillips, what is if Bud Phillips was the same guy who was, who was held on drug charges, like a year before his death, meaning that was just two years after he got out. It didn't change him much, but I don't want to make speculation since we don't know if that's confirmed. It's just a lot of the details line up, okay? But according to the snapped episode on this case, Bud Phillips actually did try to get his life together, to some extent at least, after being released from the slammer. And that's when he began reconnecting with his children, including his son, Michael. He also met a little lady named Purdy Clark. Purdy Clark.
0: If your name was Purdy Clark, I would hate that, too.
1: Okay, well, if your name was Bud, I would hate that, You would love, everybody
0: would love me. No. Everyone loves Bud.
1: Yeah, a bunch of white people. (laughs) Yes. No, Bud and Purdy, Uh uh-uh. Those are not people we would be friends with, and you know it. No offense out there if your name is Bud and Purdy, and and you're perfectly not racist. I
0: would be friends with anyone called Bud. Bud? But not Purdy.
1: Purdy Clark.
0: That's like a cat's name.
1: Purdy. P-U-R-D-I-E. Yeah, that is a
0: cat's name. Purdy. Yeah.
1: That is a horrible name. No (laughs) offense if your name's Purdy. My name's (laughs) Sinead. Noz already (laughs) said he hates that. so We're in the same boat. I didn't say I hated it. He said he absolutely freaking despised my name. I'm starting to. (laughs) All right. Now, they began a whirlwind romance despite a reported 28-year age difference. Hell
0: yeah. See, Bud's crushing it.
1: Yeah, crushing it. But it didn't seem to be too much of a problem for these two, at least initially, and they often refer to to themselves as husband and wife, even though they weren't actually married and they'd only been together for like, I don't know, like a couple months when they yeah, started doing that. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. But according to Bud's son Michael, it wasn't all heaven on earth in the Phillips household once Purdy started shacking up with her Zaddy. Michael, <laughs> can you just imagine? Michael said his father and Purdy fought a whole lot. Mostly because she was messy AF. <laughs> <laughs> Bud. Bud was very particular about organization. Meth. Purdy, on the other hand, showed up with all of her junk. And Bud was like, um, so like I like my house, very organized. And Purdy was like, All right, cool. Also, I'm a hoarder. And Michael, Michael, You please, please. I knew you were going to bring this up. Yeah, I might be be like a mild hoarder, but you are not organized AF at all. You cannot make, you're a minimalist, but you're not organized. I would like to be. Yeah, but you're not. You're not. You're a hoarder. Okay, that's fine. You're not organized. You have a lot of junk. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you have a lot of trash everywhere too what
0: are you talking about
1: yeah Where? you have trash everywhere you you Where? literally have where's stuff trash? everywhere where's my trash on my I, desk okay that how about it? today i literally <laughs> packed away like thousands of old tools and like a hundred pieces of sandpaper and sandpaper old that paint you've rollers. been using no yes. old, the stuff that you and ryan used the, a month ago the
0: rollers
1: rollers I trays should have put in the trash. Ev- like everywhere
0: you're a hoarder admit okay. it okay
1: but I'm also I'm also a cleaner. Yeah, because you gotta
0: clean all your hoarding like empty boxes and empty bags. So
1: you don't think I clean? You don't think I clean this house?
0: No, I do. I think you clean up so you can hoard more stuff. Oh my god! You've probably got boxes of like hair.
1: <laughs> You're out of your goddamn dust. mind. You're trying to take the, this the narrative off of yourself <laughs> right now because you left trash all over the backyard, and obviously with Purdy being a hoarder, like straight up, it was really irritating to Bud, and they began fighting very soon after she moved in. But they didn't maintain their relationship until Bud discovered that Purdy had been trying to sell his shit behind his back. And this wasn't just random possessions laying around the house. This was property that had been passed down to him by his mother, which is crazy to me because she's a hoarder, but she's selling his things. She holds
0: her shit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She literally went and took his stuff, like heirlooms, family heirlooms, and tried to sell them. But luckily for Bud, Purdy's attempt to sell off the goods failed because she couldn't prove that she owned it herself because she didn't. So obviously it had to have been nice enough stuff if the buyer wanted proof of ownership or like a title. She mm. couldn't prove the title. So it had to have been like yeah, good wondered, stuff, right? I wonder what it was. Because like who's asking for a title? They're like, oh, this seems illegal. You it's know what I mean? It's
0: like clan robes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> mother <laughs> you know <laughs> it's a family tradition i don't even know bud's family. race what if he's black and we're saying all this oh stuff. you've done zero research
1: <laughs> i did a lot of research but they don't start out the episode being like bud phillips a black man if he is black that would make me feel really bad because we're basically saying that he has like the most racist name ever <laughs> anyways jeez lord um what was i gonna say When you go to a pawn shop and you try to sell stuff to a pawn (coughs) shop, do they make you show proof of ownership?
0: I don't know because I've never sold anything to a pawn shop. I've only bought stuff.
1: But you would think maybe if you were selling like diamonds and stuff.
0: I think if it was like a gun or maybe like a really good painting or something. I can't imagine they would check if it was like a fucking armoire or something like that. Right, which means
1: it must have been nice stuff. But whose mom is passing down But also if your mom
0: passed... (laughs) 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 <laughs> Clamor. <Buds>. Clamor. <laughs> but if you like even let's say it was like fucking silverware
1: mm-hmm.
0: how, how would you prove you own it like if your mom gave it to you how do you prove
1: well because it's in a her will so you have like that i don't know it's bizarre because you're right and also a lot i've just, i've read a lot of stories and we've covered stories before of like things being found at pawn shops that were stolen you know
0: that's the whole point of it, isn't right. it? Right.
1: So it's like not everyone's checking. But clearly whoever she was trying to sell it to was like
0: They were they were on the up and up. Or
1: maybe she just walked in cagey as hell and they were like, uh, this is not this doesn't seem right, you know? Maybe it's not even expected and they just
0: Maybe whatever. they knew that she was a fucking holder. Yeah, maybe
1: they were like, Oh, it's Purdy. <laughs> 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 Hide the diamonds. <laughs> Literally. Um, anyways, so so when Bud found out that Purdy was trying to sell his stuff, he was like, What the F? Purdy. Purd! Quote? (laughs) No, not a direct quote. And that's when things went really sour, and Bud and Purdy officially called it quits. Though, they still saw each other from time to time, because old habits die hard. Yeah. However, Purdy did move out of Bud's four months before his death. So it came as a big surprise to Michael that, upon arriving at his father's house to deal with the horrific aftermath of handling his now-deceased father's earthly possessions... Purdy was there. And Purdy was like, um, hi, this is my house. You're trespassing. And Michael was like, uh, you're crazy. So he called police, not direct quotes. Authorities found that Purdy was in fact trying to take ownership of the house, the house that she didn't legally own because like I mentioned, remember, her and Bud were never actually married. Calling someone your husband doesn't mean that they're your husband, lady. So police were like, if it's your house, show us proof that you've been put on the title. And of course she couldn't do that, obviously. So they were like, yeah, okay, you need to leave. This woman has like a weird belief that wanting something (laughs) means you own it, right? First Bud's mother's heirlooms, now his freaking house. Hazy, can you quit licking me? You're distracting me. Please stop. With that, pretty left and Michael proceeded into his father's home. He immediately noticed signs of trouble leading up to his father's supposed fatal heart attack. There were a bunch of items that had been overturned, including a carton of ice cream that was laying on the floor. Meanwhile, the autopsy he had requested be done on his father had come back and provided serious doubt about the initial assumption of death, just as Michael had suspected. Tests revealed that Bud Phillips had ingested a lethal dose of strychnine, which is a colorless... Mm. Alkaline crystalloid that was commonly used as a pesticide, Mm -hmm. specifically rat poison back in the day. Now, I do believe it's illegal now for, like, outdoor use, except for specific underground pesticidal use or something like that. The internet was really confusing because they were like, it's technically outlawed, but people still use it.
0: I don't know, but I do remember when I was growing up, there was a lot of, like, TV shows where people would be poisoned with strychnine.
1: Right, right. Because... It actually was initially used medicinally for like a bunch of human ailments and illegally as a performance enhancer with ties to both the Olympics and the Tour de France, doping scandals of the past. I didn't know Yeah. It was- What does it do for you? It basically makes your muscles like spasm and it gives you like crazy adrenaline. But also if you take too much of it, it causes complete respiratory failure and- complete brain death within 15 to 30 minutes after exposure if you take a legal dose hazy can you stop it just licking my back <laughs> so um to love yeah so it was it was like used as as a muscle like a a performance enhancer because it does something to your muscles i guess and it was used for like So if you had like weak, a weak bowel or like a weak heart, they would give you small amounts of strychnine medicinally before they were like, whoa, this is like really strong. And then they outlawed it medicinally. And then it was used as a pesticide because it kills, it kills rats and like birds and stuff like that. And I guess it is commonly used like on ranches in Texas because there's a lot of things like eating crops, like birds and stuff. Hmm. But it's really bad. A lot of grackles. It's really, what the hell is a grackle? It's a
0: bird. In Texas. It's a pest. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: I always forget you lived in Texas. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Anyways. Once Michael heard the news about the lethal dose of strychnine found in his father's system, he immediately remembered the ice cream carton and alerted authorities. Soon enough, lab results confirmed strychnine-infused chocolate ice cream. Someone had poisoned the ice cream, babe. That is dark. (laughs) It is so dark. I, I also read online that apparently... It can have, like, a sweet taste, so mixing it with something sweet would make sense, you know? Yeah. Even though it says it's bitter, but then I read online that if it's, like, put into food, it takes on, like, a sweet flavor profile. It's crazy. Um, yeah, when they tested the ice cream, the amount of strychnine that was in there was also a lethal dose, so there was just an F-ton of strychnine in that carton. i just trying to enjoy some chocolate ice cream Mm. On an afternoon.
0: I mean, no one should really be eating just chocolate ice cream. Out
1: of the carton.
0: (laughs) That's actually insane. (laughs) Like, who eats chocolate ice cream? Unless you're, like, a (laughs) six-year-old.
1: A lot of people eat chocolate ice cream. What are you talking about? No,
0: like, if it's, like, a Ben and Joey's, like, this and that, right? Like, something in chocolate. But, like, just, like, fucking... Straight chocolate ice cream. You've are gotta you gotta be kidding? a psychopath.
1: Are you joking? I'm pretty sure chocolate ice cream remains like the most that's, popular that's ice cream. That's insane to me.
0: That's insane to me. It's not
1: my favorite, you know that. But I'm just saying that like a lot of people eat chocolate ice cream. Looks like shit. Yeah, I, d- I would never eat just chocolate ice cream by itself. But I do love a good Neapolitan.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like it's a good complementary flavor. Yeah, but, but like some people are just eating, eating a tub. Like, out of the cotton of fucking chocolate yeah, ice cream. Yeah, because it was cream, on the floor. Like, straight up.
1: So you know he was eating it for a long time. <laughs> At least 15 minutes, according to WebMD. <laughs> or no, I was on the CDC website. It's a little bit better. Like according a... to the CDC, it takes 15 minutes. So he was eating it for a while.
0: Yeah, he's just eating a bucket of, like, frozen turd. Can you
1: imagine the, what that must feel like? Because it, it causes respiratory... Eating ice cream? No, strychnine-infused <laughs> ice cream. He's eating it. It was must... The feeling must have been so severe that he drops the ice cream carton, runs out of the house screaming. Like, that is a, an awful way to die. Yep. That's so horrible. Like, respiratory failure, your lungs are just, like, literally, like, piercing through your body. Ugh. The idea of it is awful. Now, police immediately set their sights on the crazy lady trying to steal Bud's house, right? Obviously. Not only was she one of the closest people to Bud at the time of his death, given the fact that they hadn't completely cut off ties, and she had lived with him up until just a few months prior, but she was also no stranger to authorities.
0: Yeah, but where's the nanny and the husband, so...
1: Get ready, babe.
0: So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, Purdy Clark had a lengthy rap sheet, including felony theft forgery, and she was already a person of interest in a homicide, a different homicide. The victim, 41-year-old Kim Allen Clark, just so happened to be Purdy's husband and father of her three children at the time of his death. In 2006, Kim Allen Clark mysteriously disappeared one night after he and Purdy had argued. Purdy later told authorities that she went to let off some steam following their row at the bar, but when she returned home, her husband was gone. She had no idea where he went. The decomposing body of Kim Allen Clark was found days later, and he had been shot twice in his head. Police Jesus launched, Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Police launched an investigation, which un- uncovered an affair between Purdy and another man named Robert Dwayne Murphy. A lot of three, three names in Texas, it's huh? Texas, yeah. You got. James Billy, Thomas Phillips,
0: Billy Bob Thornton, Kim
1: Allen Clark. I like the name Kim for a guy. No. Yeah, I do. No. It's, I like the name Kim for a guy better than no. I like it for a girl. No. Really? Do you like the name Kim for a girl? Yeah. You do?
0: Kim Kardashian.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that doesn't count. Also, it's Kardashian.
0: Whatever. <laughs> Fucking hell.
1: Why do you have a speech who, impediment? Who are you, here? the Armenian police? <laughs> Why do you say it like that? Whatever, dude. Uh, you know what's funny? <laughs> is I've noticed you say her name weird for like years and I've never corrected you. <laughs> is it? Because you're British.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like tissue. <laughs>
1: yeah, tissue and uh-huh. issue. Issue. You. <laughs> you need some tissues for all your do, issues. I don't do that to annoy you. <laughs> yeah, but you're, you say Kardashian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why is that so funny?
1: Because <laughs> you can't say S-H-S.
0: How about this? Sinead. Shithead. (laughs) Shut up.
1: It's the same way you you can't say THs. No,
0: no, no. I just don't believe the word Anthony is a fucking name.
1: How you say a D (laughs) sound instead of a TH. You're like, I knew that. (laughs) I like it. I think it's cute. I just think it's very funny. You have like weird Dutch and British (laughs) speech impediments. And I think it's cute. Anyways, it's fine. You can say Kim Kardashian. Maybe that's why I hate your name. (laughs) (laughs) Because you have to try so hard to say it. You can say Kim Kardashian. It's fine. I like it. It's cute. Anyways. Apparently, Purdy and Kim had an open marriage. So maybe not really an affair between her and this Robert Dwayne Murphy. Maybe you can't really call it an affair, okay, if she and her husband had an open marriage. Because Murphy had even moved in with the Clarks to help care for their sons that same year, becoming their live-in nanny. In court papers, he's referred to as Purdy's live-in nanny and sexual partner. Which is super cute. Now, police believed it was both Purdy and her little boy toy, Robert Dwayne Murphy, who had actually taken out her husband, Kim Allen Clark. But their investigation came to a sudden halt when Robert Dwayne Murphy was found dead mm. just a month after Kim Clark had been shot and killed. Now, Murphy had left a suicide note copying to the murder of Clark, but authorities never, ever believed that he actually wrote it. Purdy remained a person of interest, and now here she was romantically linked to another dead man for the third freaking time. I'm pretty sure that makes you, like, a serial killer, you know? With all this being connected, police were pretty damn sure that they had their man, their woman. They issued a warrant for her arrest. <laughs> a woo-man. A woo-man. They issued a warrant for her arrest, and they set out to find Purdy, who they learned now lived on a ranch with her new boyfriend. <laughs> When they got to the ranch...
0: Benny David Jr. No,
1: this guy only has two names. I mean, at least that's how it's reported. When they got to the ranch, they were greeted by Sean Taylor.
0: Sean Thomas Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, that's easy. That's an easy one.
1: Yeah, Purdy's latest lover. He let them search the property, but he also told them that he actually hadn't seen his girl since the night before. As police were conducting their search, Purdy called Sean, and he was like, hey... He told Oxygen, quote, this is great. She asked me what was going on. And I said, well, the cops are here looking for you and they're going through all your shit. And I said, I done told them you could look. And she got all mad at me. End <laughs> quote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean. That's good stuff. I said, I done told them they could look. And she got all mad at me. Well, yeah, obviously. Okay, Sean. <laughs> so he really did sell her out to police.
0: He didn't sell her out. He cooperated with the authorities.
1: Yeah, I know. But he immediately was like, hey, by the way. And then he the told her
0: He's a truth teller. <laughs> no. He
1: was like, by the way, uh, guys, police, police guys, Purdy has a bunch of IDs <laughs> all over this place. And she goes and buys a lot of drugs. And then she brings them back here and she sells them all over town. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, her supplier was already under investigation by police at the time, and they were actively investigating this ring that was going on, and it was a part of a major meth ring takedown. And Sean's like, yeah, yeah, that's the one that she's part of. (laughs) That's it. You're right. That's it. That's the one. Now, if that wasn't enough, police also found a bottle of strychnine. Oh, my God. That Purdy had at Sean's ranch jackpot. Apparently, um, she had it in her possession, but... His family owned the ranch, and I think they were using strychnine there
0: for yeah. the pests. Uh, Makes sense, right? Yep.
1: Obviously, hearing that police were currently searching her shit, like Sean said, Purdy, Purdy did not return home. And the hunt was on. Until a few days later, when Purdy was spotted casually driving down the street and down. I swear to God, like, these people, they make me laugh so hard because I'm just like... Sometimes, like, only things like this would happen in certain neighborhoods, you know, like small towns. Even though I don't even think San Angelo is a small town, but it's just like... I've never heard of it. Yeah, I know, but it's like there's enough going on there. I mean, it's a lot of drugs, <laughs> so maybe it's... it's
0: drugs at a pawn shop. I know. <clears throat> That's about it.
1: Yeah, so police are literally just, like, patrolling like usual, and they're like, Hey, there goes Party! Purdy! That's her right there, and everyone knows her in town, which I guess maybe speaks to the fact that this is a really small town. So they immediately put their lights on and try to pull her over. Now, do you think she stopped?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: of course not. A car chase ensued before Purdy crashed her car, and then she ran from her vehicle on foot. She made it like five feet <laughs> before she was tackled to the ground. She was probably like so messed up at the time. In her car, they recovered Bud Phillips' ID, a rifle, a shotgun, a gun scope, and tons of ammo. Hell yeah. She was taken in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She was taken in, and word around town was that prosecutors were preparing to take her down for all three deaths. They were like, oh my God, we have been sitting with these other deaths now for years? At this point, three years. And they were like, we actually have evidence for Bud's death. Like, we can threaten her with this. Because really, they only had physical evidence against her on Bud's death.
0: So they're going to try and, like, wrap up all these open cases.
1: Now, many believe that the threat of having to confront three dead partners in three years eventually led to Purdy taking a plea deal. Because initially she was like... I don't know what you're talking about. And then they were like, oh, dude, by the way, they're planning on taking you down for all three. And she was like, oh, okay. Well, let me just cop to Bud's murder. So she pled guilty to the murder of Bud Phillips and she received a 40-year sentence. She began her sentence in 2011. Unfortunately, the investigations into the deaths of both Kim Allen Clark and Robert Dwayne Murphy are still open and active to this day. And that's the end of the story. (sighs) It's pretty grubby. (laughs) I always wonder with these stories, like, do they consider these people serial killers? Here it goes. A serial killer is conventionally defined as a person who murders three or more people in a period of over a month with a cooling down time between murders. Mm. For a serial killer, the murders must be separate events which are most often driven by a psychological thrill or pleasure. So I don't think she was doing it... Psychologically. She was just doing it
0: to solve some problems.
1: Right, because if you think about it, I mean, killing her husband, she was like, oh, I have this new boy toy. Who knows what the story is with her first marriage, right? Maybe her husband was like, I don't like you like hooking up with our nanny. And maybe she was like, eh, I don't really care about you anymore. We can take the money or whatever. Also, by the way, she had three sons with that guy. Her... Ex, not ex, her former husband, who she almost certainly murdered. <laughs> his brother actually sued her for parental rights over those three kids and all of Kim Allen Clark's assets to protect the kids, so that they could have something as well. And she gave up her parental rights, so she's just a terrible person. <laughs> for her, it was like get rid of the husband because I have a new boyfriend and I want his, I want his stuff. Right then, it was like ooh, this guy, now they're the police are investigating us both. I don't trust that he's going to keep his yeah. mouth shut. Oh,
0: that guy was definitely like, let's take care of a witness. Got to like, get rid of that guy. Yeah.
1: Not really sure what the motive is for Bud, other than...
0: He just didn't like her hoarding. Yeah, she
1: was like, you know what? I'm so sick of you complaining about my hoarding. I'm going to kill you. It's horrible. It's a good story. Yep.
0: Nice and direct.
1: Nice and direct.
0: Did you read the story about... The woman that was arrested for breaking into Robert De Niro's New York apartment Mm-mm. and then stealing presents from under his Christmas tree—did
1: she know it was Robert De Niro's?
0: No, she was just like a serial burglar. I think like she was creeping around on the streets, and the police saw her creeping around. They're like, "Oh, that this bitch," because she's like known to be like robbing shit. And then they lost her. Then they drove past the apartment whatever, not even an apartment, a brownstone, I guess. And the door was open. So, and it was 2.30 in the morning, so like, this is fucked up. So they went in there, and they caught her, like, putting presents into her, like, a bag. Stop. And then because they arrested her in the room that woke Robert De Niro, he came downstairs.
1: He came downstairs and found the police arresting a woman <laughs> in his stealing house? Stealing
0: his Christmas presents. How
1: did she get into his house? I
0: don't know. Like, they, didn't, they didn't go into that detail.
1: That's crazy. I think the holidays, not necessarily just the holidays, but, like, once the weather starts getting cold, people start doing some really weird shit. You notice that? Like, crimes get a little bizarre around this time of year. I
0: don't know, man. They attributed uh, an increase in violent crimes globally this summer due to increased temperatures. Really? Like, yeah, like, the heat makes people go crazy.
1: Well, I mean, obviously it makes you angry, right? It makes you, like, feel uncomfortable and upset. But like, I just feel like the holidays brings out the weirdest shit in people. Yeah,
0: like Home Alone. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> like
0: those criminals.
1: Yeah. Um, I was thinking before the year ends, we should do a funny holiday crimes type of thing. So maybe you can find three and I can find three. Yeah, we got a week. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Happy Hanukkah. Whoa. Happy holidays. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week with a